special episode for you today that's a little bit different than usual. I participated in a virtual summit called the Everyday Disciple Summit a few months ago, where I was interviewed by fellow coach Kat Sharp. I got the recording from her because it was so good, I wanted to be able to share it with you. So again, this episode is me being interviewed by Kat, and let me just say, we cover some pretty amazing topics in this 30 or so minute interview. We chat about everything from what discipleship means as a mother, to how to truly break free from the feelings of shame and guilt around your health choices. So if you're ready to break up with dieting for good and finally get off of the roller coaster of trying all the different programs out there, if you're ready to start getting healthy the right way on a solid foundation, if you're curious to hear more about what your relationship with God has to do with living healthy, then you're in the right place. I pray this blesses you. Hey, sweet mama, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your healthiest choices so you can finally get to a weight you love? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals or motivation to work out? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to lose weight. I too worried that my health was taking up too much of my time and energy and wished that I could finally let go of the number on the scale and have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really matter to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never have the discipline to consistently make healthy choices and that I'd just keep falling off the wagon until I found a little secret that helped me get to and stay at a weight I love. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and quick tips you need to live healthy consistently through mindful eating, fitness made simple, and mindset transformation so that you will live in true confidence at a weight you love and as the mama God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, grab your healthy snack, and let's do this. Welcome back to the Everyday Disciple Summit. I'm really excited to share with you today's guest, Lauren Joyce. Lauren is a mom to two wonderful sons, lives in Kansas, and she is a healthy living and empowerment coach, podcast host, an exercise enthusiast, and most importantly, a Jesus-loving encourager. Her mission is to help Christian moms become the healthiest version of themselves, by breaking free from diet culture so they can experience true confidence and live as the woman God created them to be. She believes God wants his daughters to find freedom and joy in a health outside of what this world teaches healthy should look like. She believes living healthy can be simple and fun and ultimately allow for a deeper relationship with God and the ability to walk more fully in the promises he has for this life. She is passionate about encouraging Christians toward living joyfully, healthy lives for God and in a way that honors him. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Kat. Excited. So this particular topic is really close to my heart, and we'll get into into that more as we hear your story. Um, But because the theme of our summit is about discipleship in everyday life, why don't you tell us what it means to you personally to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, on the most basic level, I would say, you know, a disciple is someone who is following someone else in order to learn about or be led into, you know, a deeper understanding of something right now, of course, biblically speaking, we're called to be disciples of Jesus. And so meaning being led by him, following his example, you know, doing life with him in order to be led into a deeper relationship with the father. 
Um, and, you know, Jesus also calls us, you know, the great commission that we're to make disciples, which I think, again, on the most basic level, like leading someone from one level of a spiritual understanding to a new deeper level of, of spiritual understanding through teaching, leading, being an example to walking alongside them, like doing life with them essentially. And so just on a personal level, like as a mom, like I am a disciple to my children. So it's important to me that I'm not only living that example out in my relationship with Christ and and being a disciple of Christ, but also teaching them what that looks like for them. Um, And so that's one of the reasons that I'm really passionate about helping moms in particular is because I feel like it's so important for us to know what it looks like for ourselves to be a disciple of Christ, but then also have the understanding and the capacity to then teach that to our kids so that they can then become disciples of Christ. Oh my, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you touched on, you know, we're doing life together. You know, so many women are really um, afraid to create relationships that might disciple other people because we feel ill-equipped. And I just love that you you just kind of hit on that, that we don't have to be perfect, but somebody who's two steps behind me could use my help and someone two steps behind them could use their help. And, and um, I love that. I just love that. We're not called to have it all figured out before we go and help someone from where they're at to bring them to where we're at. Oh my gosh. I think we could stop right there and somebody would have, (laughs) that in itself could be a message. (laughs) It will be, I'm sure. (laughs) So Lauren, you're sharing with us today about healthy living. And I love that you mentioned this whole freedom from diet culture. So tell us a little bit about um, how diet culture can be kind of dangerous for Christian women. Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I think, um, I, the one thing I'm super passionate about is, um, kind of taking away those lies or making clear the lies that, that the world says about what health should look like. You know, a lot of times the world will define health as, you know, you have to be super skinny or really fit or whatever else, or, the worst one I think is that we don't have to care about our health because we all die anyways. And so that's another lie that I hear sometimes that I really feel passionate about um, speaking the truth over um, is that, you know, we are called um, by God to live healthy, to take care of our bodies because we're the temples of the Holy spirit. You know, we're called to steward everything that we've been given. And a lot of times that is used in the context of money, but I truly believe that it, it also applies to our health, to our time, to our energy and, and so much more really like everything that we have, everything that's around us is God. So that's kind of a side note, but (laughs) um, one of the things that I'm passionate about is really going back to the foundations. I think the thing about diet culture is that it can get really complicated um, and overwhelming. And so women look at um, all the different diets and exercise programs out there And there's so many to choose from. I mean, how do you know what's going to work for you when you spend all this money and this time trying all these different things and none of them work? And so what I teach is really going back to the foundations of health and teaching the basics, basics of of nutrition and exercise and how to build those habits as a foundation first um, to kind of uh, 
diminish the, the overcomplicatedness, if that's even a word, of what society is, is feeding us. Does that answer your question? Yes, it absolutely does. I mean, there's so many, like you said, specific diets that you have to follow and, you know, um, cut this food out, cut this food out. Don't eat this food, but you should eat this food. And like, you know, today it's, it's recording in July. So do bananas make people fat in July? The answer could be different in August. You know, there's so many different people that have different opinions and they're very passionate about them. And I love that you said, you just kind of simplify things. And instead of follow this plan, let's just learn the basics of nutrition and, and not just nutrition, but moving our bodies. And something that you said before we started was that health is not just what we eat and the way we move. Do you, would you expand on that for me? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm also going to throw in too, and kind of add on to the previous question that, that one thing that I, I teach and I speak a lot is that I believe that you get to decide what health looks like for you. There's no, you know, there's no diet or, or um, exercise program that uh, will 100% work from, for you. Sometimes you have to kind of just figure out what does work for you. Um, in that season of life. So, um, yeah, that's another thing that, that I like to speak a lot. Um, but yeah, as far as, um, you know, health being so much more than just eating and exercising, um, I, I teach three, three pillars. So I, I teach about uh, nutrition. I teach about exercise. And then on the basis of all of that, as my number one foundation is your spiritual growth, your relationship with the Lord. Um, and because, you know, I believe that once you truly discover how to invite the Lord into your health journey with you and allow you to begin filling him, filling you with his truth and his identity for you, and then you can kind of start gaining like what that clarity is about what you need to be doing to live, live as your healthiest self. Like you're going to be able to start discerning with his leading, you know, what is going to work for you in the season that you're in and how to live that out consistently. And, and then also how to adapt. Like I'm also really passionate about how do you adapt from one season to the next, you know, as a mom of young kids, it's, it's summer right now and my kids are out of school. And so learning how to do, you know, balance all the things and, and figure out how to spend my time and energy in a summer season is a lot different than during a school year season and learning how to adapt my different health habits, even through that. And then teaching other women, like, your health is a journey. It's a lifelong journey. There's not an end to it. And so learning to say, okay, in this season that I'm in, I can exercise 20 minutes every single day. And then maybe in a couple months, the other season that I'm in, like, I'm not totally going to have time for that, but I can fit in an hour, two times a week. And I, and I feel good about that. I feel confident about being able to make that decision for myself in that season, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. And I love that you, you discuss the seasons because how often do we say, well, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and then life happens. Right. And all of a sudden we're not able to do that. And we give ourselves so much guilt and shame around not being able to follow something 100%. And so how are some, and I, I totally did not prepare you for this. So, um, what are a couple of tips that you can give us? You know, you gave the one example of not being able to exercise every single day, but maybe an hour twice a week. What are some other tips that you can give us for whenever we are in a season of change where we need to adapt to something new? What are some other examples that you could give? Um, I would say the, 
I did a whole podcast episode on this. I wish I knew which number it was, Um, but it was like how, hmm, okay, I will find it and I will drop it in the comments while you guys are watching this video. Awesome. Um, Thank you. But I want, I would say one of the biggest lessons to realize or to, to learn to prepare for is knowing when you're going into a season of change Mm -hmm. and, and having that extra grace for yourself in that time. Like for instance, when I was coming into summer, so this is just recently. So these are all lessons that like I learn and relearn and live through all the time. Um, so coming into summer this time, I was coming off of a heavy, um, I'm a runner, I'm a marathoner. So coming off of a heavy training season at the same time as I was transitioning in my business at the same time as my kids were, were transitioning to summer out of the school year and all of this was going on. And, and it took me several weeks to really like get my bearings again, but knowing again, the foundations, the, okay, I know what I need to do to make sure I have the, the emotional capacity to process what I'm feeling and not just stay in that hyper stressed state and run to food. Right. Like that would be an example you would relate to Kat. Um, and you know, for exercise, like I had to say, okay, I, as much as I want to jump back into a plan that tells me exactly what to do on, on what day, I know that I don't have the capacity to follow a strict plan because my body needs more rest because mentally and emotionally, I'm using a lot more energy than I would be if I wasn't in a season of transition. And so knowing, knowing that, and then also, of course, like I said before, like the foundation of spiritual growth, like I, in during that time, like my time with the Lord was my absolute top priority over, over any type of exercise. Like I'm a, I get up at 4am and go for a run kind of girl. And I was like, no, like, Hey, I need more sleep than that. And and I'm not going to beat myself up for not going for a run because I'm spending this time with God. And right now he is the fountain that needs to fill me. I'm not going to get filled by going for a run. Like I, I need to get filled by being with Jesus. So hopefully that helps. (laughs) It sure does. I mean, absolutely. And there have been many times where, you know, I have a plan, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do my Bible time and I'm going to do my workout. And before I know it, it's time to go to work because I got so into my time with the Lord that I just praised all the way through my workout and missed it. And there's no shame in that because I was still taking care of myself. The difference is you know, if I were sitting watching Netflix instead of doing my workout, that's whenever we have a little bit of, you know, coach yourself off the couch, you know, (laughs) and get moved. Yeah. (laughs) Just do something today. Yeah. Um, so what are some mistakes that we often make whenever, you know, okay, I've decided I'm going to start taking better care of my body, but we often make mistakes when we start something new. So what are some mistakes that we should watch out for? If that's something that we're wanting to start. So a couple different things come up that the, there's about three super common mistakes that, um, you know, I've come across working with women and talking with different women. And the first is, um, you know, when you have decided I'm going to make changes in my health, I feel like the first mistake that typically comes up is we've kind of touched on this too, with the diet culture is finding that cookie cutter program, that, that exact diet um, that you want to follow or that exercise program you're going to, you're want to stick with. And that those are typically based in restriction or like following a strict plan that 
may not actually work with your day-to-day -day life in the season that you're in, um, which again, we kind of touched on it in these seasons of transition, you know, what works in, in one season and routine might not work in another one. And so if you are then trying to follow this exact plan and you can't do it, it tends to leave you feeling like you failed. And then you kind of just cycle. And that's kind of where that yo-yo diving comes in. Yeah. So that's one, that's mistake number one. Um, I would say the next one is that you, like you decided this and you want an easy button or you want someone to tell you exactly what to do and when to do it because you don't feel like you have the time or the energy to figure it all out on your own. Um, or you like, you want those results as quick as possible. Um, and the, <laughs> Part of the reason, like I call myself an empowerment coach is because my goal in working with clients is that they walk away knowing that they have what they need to figure out what's going to work for them for their health in, for the rest of their lives. Like, I don't want to just give them a plan to follow for 12 weeks and then say, okay, bye, good luck. <laughs> like, I want them to understand how to adapt through different seasons and how to overcome different roadblocks or barriers that are going to come up for them. Um, and, and having someone tell you exactly what to do and when to do it does not empower you. It, it, it minimizes what control you, you really have over it, even though it feels like the easy way. Taking the hard route first in this case is what's going to create the lasting changes that I feel like the majority of women really want in their health. And so that, that would be mistake number two. Um, and then the third one that often comes up is kind of this, it can wait mentality. I, I put that in air quotes, like it can wait, um, which really tries to tell you that like you have to put everything else first. You don't have time or energy to take care of yourself, but it also says that like your health and taking care of yourself can wait until, you know, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to start after the holidays, after vacation, after the kids are back in school or when the kids are out of school or, you know, whatever it is, you feel like you're waiting until like having that mindset is, is again, it's, it's not going to give you what you need to make lasting results. You're looking for that easy path. You're, you're thinking that if I don't have A, B and C responsibilities, then I'm going to be able to um, you know, focus more on that. But the reality is you have to be able to focus on it for the rest of your life. So while you're setting yourself up for success by saying, no, I'll just wait until Monday or after vacation or whatever. So. Absolutely. And let's be perfectly honest. Does life ever really slow down? Not unless you <laughs> create it to slow down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like we're, we're fairly new empty nesters. You would think it would have slowed down. It has not. <laughs> so. Okay. That's great. That's exactly because I feel like I, I speak to that all the time to, to empty nesters or newly empty nesters. I can't really personally say that I've experienced that obviously, but hearing you say that like kind of reaffirms for me that that is a true statement. Like even if you are going to be an empty nester, like you still, unless you've made it a priority and aligned your time and energy, how you want to spend it, like it's, you still are not going to have that extra time that you're hoping for. Absolutely. So what are some tips then that you can give us that, um, you know, somebody who said, okay, now that we know the mistakes that we should avoid, what are some tips to help um, our listeners get started? Mm -hmm. um, I would say tip number one, um, be prepared to start slow. Um, 
I would say one of the big things, you know, again, that comes kind of out of diet culture and out of what society tells us is kind of this all or nothing thinking, which you touched on a little bit earlier, Kat, um, is that, you know, I have to do all of these things perfectly every single day. If you're planning already to kind of start slow and ease your way into things and make small changes, um, instead of kind of diving headfirst into it, that's going to be a little bit more sustainable. You don't have to overhaul your entire life. Um, so you don't, you know, if you're just starting exercising for the first time, like you don't need to go and exercise 20 minutes every single day of the week. I usually tell my clients, if you're not accustomed to exercise, aim for 20 minutes, like two or three times a week. And once that becomes a habit, you know, you can either increase the time or increase the number of days that you're exercising, but you have to kind of wrap your mind around, okay, I'm learning to make these things a priority and learning which choices, you know, I, which are my best choices, you know, and that kind of goes back to eating as well. You know, when you're first starting, you don't want to just, I'm never going to eat sugar again, or I'm never going to eat potato chips again. Right. Because the more you then tell yourself that I'm not going to eat it and you're holding yourself back, like the more you're going to be thinking about it, the more you're going to want it, the more you're going to crave it, you're going to give in. And then you're going to feel like a failure for not being able to stick to what you wanted to stick to. Like that's kind of that cycle. Whereas if you say, okay, I'm going to like, I, I see this a lot with either sugary desserts or, um, like soda addictions too. Um, you know, and I say, okay, let's a dig deeper into why you feel like you're addicted to this or why you need this. Um, but B like, what is a reasonable number of times per week that you can plan for this to be a part of your diet? So like, for instance, in my family for a while, we were doing dessert one time a week and that's just what we did. Um, and so that's, you know, that's an idea or I've worked with clients before where soda is something they get when they eat out and they don't eat out all that often. And so it's kind of that special thing. Like they're not restricting it. They're not saying they can't have it but they get to look forward to it for whenever they eat out and, and kind of getting to that place. Um, so that's kind of the basics. The other big thing I want to talk about that um, is really, and I did a podcast on episode on this too. I'll drop that in the notes as well, um, is probably the number one thing that I start with with my clients is their schedules and priorities. Um, and I feel like I kind of touched on this a little bit already, but when you are starting a new plan, a lot of times what, what will happen is you are trying to add to an already busy schedule. So you're saying, okay, I'm going to do all of the things that I'm already doing. I know I feel busy, but it's fine. I can do it. I'm going to add in meal planning, or I'm going to add in my exercise routine. And then you get tired and burned out and exhausted. And, and then it's not sustainable anymore. Whereas if you say, okay, I'm going to look at my schedule. I'm going to look at my priorities. What am I doing with my time currently? Like, where is all of my energy going? And is that really in alignment with my current goals and priorities? My current goals like to live healthier. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times with parents, this comes down to evening activities with kids, you know, it's heartbreaking to tell your kid, no, you can't do three sports this season because we can't be out of the house every single night of the week, plus Saturday mornings and Sunday afternoons for all of your games, right? Like there has, you have to make decisions and there's a give and take and, and, you know, it's not healthy for them, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, but really for you, you have to decide if you are jumping into this and you're saying, I'm going to prioritize myself and my health right now, how do I do it? 
start with your schedules and your priorities and look at where your time and energy is right now and decide what aligns with those goals of getting healthier and what needs to go for this season. Absolutely. I mean, and just like with anything else that's new, um, everything that's new feels really big and it takes a lot of brain energy. It's like when we first learned to drive, there's all these pedals and all these switches and you know, how, how far is 500 feet, like all the details. And, um, but now it's like second nature. And so, you know, you, you've been following, um, you know, these principles for a long time. And like you said, you still have to manage the adjustments between seasons, but for the most part, it's kind of second nature to you to make decisions that help you have your best energy and live with the most, um, clarity so that you can follow the Lord. So, I mean, I kind of just stepped all over that, but when you don't, how do you feel? I mean, what happens to you whenever you, let's say, have a week where you're like, forget it, I'm going to eat Oreos every day. (laughs) I don't know if you ever do that. (laughs) Um, There was probably a time in my life where I did. I don't think Oreos was my thing. But yeah, so, I mean, there's just all sorts of negative emotions that come with with, you know, kind of throwing in the towel and saying, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to quote unquote, try hard this week. Um, I'm not going to put effort into being self-disciplined. And you know, that that's going to be, you're going to feel physically not good because you're probably not eating the most nutritious foods for you. You're probably not moving your body. You're probably not prioritizing sleep and rest. So all of those things, I mean, physically, you're not going to feel well, but then mentally and emotionally, you are probably going to feel stressed that you are in, you've gotten yourself to this state that you, you don't even know like how to handle it right now. You don't even know how to make your best decisions. You've completely just thrown in the towel. And, and then that kind of spirals into now I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling shameful that I couldn't do it. What am I, what am I demonstrating to my kids or my family, my friends around me? Like I'm not living the life that I know God has called me to live, um, you know, I'm kind of living it in this selfish, I don't really care. I'm not going to put the effort into it kind of way. I want to throw in here really quick too. It's a little, it's not really a side note, but one of the verses that I always love going back to um, is second Timothy one seven. I think it's second, second Timothy, you know, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-discipline. Um, and, and, you know, self-control being one of the fruits of the spirit as well. Like we have everything inside of us that we need to make our best decisions for health. If we are relying on the Lord and we are walking by the spirit and that's, you know, that's the key there. Absolutely. And I'll give you one of my favorites, um, especially when, you know, looking through the lens of, of taking care of our bodies and, um, you know, one of my, um, temptations is emotional eating and, um, second Peter one, three says that his divine nature has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And, um, so I just, I have everything I need. I have everything I need. And it, it applies to every part of life, you know, taking care of our bodies or taking care of our children. We've been given everything we need through Jesus Christ. And so, um, you know, I don't need the Oreos and I can take care of my body and, I can't take care of my kids, whatever it is that we're facing, we've been given what we need. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the big things that I teach, you know, we, as a society, we're so not used to speaking those kinds of truths over ourselves. When we fail, we are a failure and that's not our identity. You know, when we think we can't do something or we haven't done something yet, you know, we, we think that's who we are or we're never going to be able to get there. When in, in reality, you know, you're saying like, I can do this. I have been given all that I need, you know, just speaking those truths over yourself. Like that's so much more powerful, I think, than, than most of us can even imagine. Yeah. You know, and you said that you're a marathon runner. And so I'm sure that you have had more than one, um, experience where you've hit that wall and you wanted to quit. Mm -hmm. Um, have you had any experiences where you just felt the Lord meet you there, you know, at the end of your run and, um, you know, talk to me about how you get through that. I don't want to do this anymore moment. Um, honestly, all of it has been, God has used other people in my life, really? um, which I mean, I a hundred percent believe we're not meant to do this life alone. Like we are meant to be in community. We're meant to help each other out. We're talking about discipleship for goodness sakes. Like, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's what this is about being in community and having the help of other people. So I will say that every single one of my, I've done three full marathons. Now I've done lots of half marathons, but I'm someone is going to be angry that I say this, but those are easy to me now. <laughs> But full marathons, I'm not there yet. I always get to the last several miles and I'm just like, I don't, why am I doing this to myself? This is terrible. Why? I said I wouldn't do another marathon and here I am doing another marathon. But every single one of them have involved other people. So my first one, I had my mom and, and my son, my first son, who was only 18 months at the time, waiting at the finish line. And I knew they were waiting for me. I knew that I had no way to communicate to them before I got to the finish line. So I just, you know, I kept my nose down and they were my motivation. Um, you know, to get there, to prove to them that I could do it. Um, and, you know, my second one, I had um, a friend who joined me, actually. Well, my husband did for a little bit. And then my, my, I had a friend join me for the last six miles. I walked nearly the last six miles. And I sat down at one point. And she was just the most encouraging friend. She blasted worship music on her phone. She came alongside me. She was praying for me. She's rubbing like essential oils all over my legs that are cramping. She's like, come on, you can do it. You can do it. And just seeing God work through her got me to the finish line where everyone, of course, was, you know, waiting. And I had the rest of my family and everything. And then, um, yeah, what was my... I think the last one was a pretty similar story. I just, I hit that same wall and I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't push through if it hadn't been for the blessing of having other people around me who said, you know what, you are prepared for this. You can do this. You, well, we've been saying like, you have everything that you need. I think that speaks to the power of accountability because, you know, starting a new journey, you know, taking care of your body and wanting to surrender those behaviors to the Lord. I mean, it, it's hard and we need accountability. Um, and, and so I'm assuming, do you do groups or do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching? How do you typically work with your clients? I do one-on-one -on -one coaching right now. Do you? Mm -hmm. yeah. And do you yeah. do that in person or online? Online. Yeah. Don't we just love the internet? We do. I we am love. so thankful to live in this time of history. <laughs> Absolutely. Internet, running water, air conditioning. I'm so spoiled. 
but we have more to be grateful for then. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So, um, if somebody is wanting to get started on this journey and they feel alone, which you and I both know we're never really alone. There's always somebody in our lives. Um, what are some tips that you can give us to um, reach out for accountability, whether it be to somebody online or somebody in person? Like, what tips do you have for asking for that accountability whenever we're in a new journey? Oh my goodness. Um, Again, did not prepare her for this. <laughs> so. Well, the first thing that comes to mind um, is to is to not be afraid to be vulnerable and admit that you need help um, because God created us to be dependent on him. And so it's in our nature to, to, to be dependent, I believe. And so to need other people, but in order to need other people, they have to know, like we have to express what we need. And so we have to just be, we have to be vulnerable with what's going on. We have to say, Hey, I can't do this on my own. Like I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And this, this comes up a lot for me. A lot of my clients have rode that diet roller coaster for years and years and years, many of them since they were teenagers and just realizing like, I've tried everything under the sun and I don't want to try by myself anymore because clearly what I've been doing on my own is not working. And so having like reaching out and saying, this isn't working for me. I need help. Yeah. Um, and saying, this is, this is what's really going on. I think there's, we've kind of touched on this, like how, the power of words and speaking words over ourselves, but there's also power in just verbally speaking. What is holding us captive? Like I've, I've personally experienced times where I've been in, in there's just this shame spiral in my head about, you know, I do this for a living. I'm a healthy living coach. And yet I am eating an entire tub of ice cream at a time. Like that to me doesn't make sense. And so, but I just sit in that shame because I'm like, I should be better than this. I should be able to handle it on my own, but that's just not the reality. We're not meant to do things on our own. And so just the action of speaking it out to a friend. And I said, Hey, I know that I know how to get out of this, but right now I'm stuck and I need help just the power of speaking it out loud almost instantly broke that shame cycle in my mind. And so hopefully that's encouraging to someone. I don't know who needed to hear that story today, but you don't have to sit in your shame and you don't have to sit in the guilt any longer, like speaking it out, even if it's to a spouse or a close friend, it doesn't have to be reaching out to, you know, a coach. Although sometimes it's easier to talk to someone that you don't necessarily know which is another reason I do what I do, but yeah. finding someone where you feel like I just need to say this out loud and then go from there. Does that answer the question? Yes, it absolutely. I'm just thinking that this conversation we've had, I mean, we could just take, you know, this little snippet here and do a 45 minute sermon on it. And this little snippet here and a 45 minute sermon on that, like so many, so many good tips that you've given us today. Um, what are there any other tips that you've got for us? Um, before we close things out, anything else that you have the Holy Spirit burning in your heart to share with us today? Yeah. You know what? I, one question I feel like we didn't really get to that. I really want to kind of touch on a little bit. It is you posed me the question. 
um, before we, we hit record here. How do you believe that healthy living can help women grow deeper in their relationship with Jesus? Ooh, yes. um, and I, I really, I feel like that is a huge, um, not a huge, that is the main reason I do what I do. Um, because I, I do believe that there is so much mental and emotional capacity and time and money used towards trying to get healthy the world's way that it is literally distracting from relationships with God. And, and I think the enemy is using health as that distraction, you know, whether it's obsessive or all consuming thoughts of, oh, I should be able to do this, or I need to eat this, not that. And, and, and just that meticulous, like, I'm just so obsessed with it, or whether it's just that guilt and that shame, because you know, you, you know, God's called you to mourn, but you haven't quite gotten there yet. Like that, that is why I do what I do, because I believe that when health becomes this more healthy living becomes this more natural thing. You've, you've developed a discipline around those habits. You've developed the ability to, to walk in, in freedom around some of those habits. It really opens up, um, that mental and emotional capacity to more fully pursue your relationship with the Lord. And, you know, that's probably my absolute favorite conversation. I think I've had it with I think I've had it with every single one of my clients and it comes at different weeks as they go through my program, but it makes me cry every single time when they've come to the realization that they've gotten to a place in their health journey where they are able to hear God more clearly and more frequently than they ever have before, because they've cleared some of this clutter from their head that health has been taking up and, um, because I believe that like when you begin to hear God and, and walk in step with the Holy Spirit inside of you, like you become an unstoppable force for the kingdom as you walk in the plans and the purposes that God created for you. Like that's, that's what it's all about. Like you get to live most fully as a disciple of Christ, but then also make disciples of those around you, like that you're called to influence and teach, whether it be your kids, your friends, like whoever it is that, that is around you. So. I wanted to just add that real quick too. Yes. And amen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I completely agree. You know, whenever you don't feel well, you don't do the things that the Lord has put before you to do. And, and you can't serve and you can't love on others. If you're constantly worried about, um, people are going to judge me by how I look. And whenever we're obsessed with that, um, worldly diet culture that so often happens and, um, so often a phrase that I, I like to use is I don't want to hold anybody else's eternity in my mouth because I'm afraid to open my mouth to say what God has put in my heart, because I'm afraid that they're going to judge how I look. And, um, you know, the enemy shut my mouth for a lot of years and, um, I never, ever, ever want that to happen again. So, oh my goodness. So much good stuff. Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you for having me on. It was such a blast talking with you. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Hey, Mama, thanks for listening today. If you are loving what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you're notified of new episodes each week. Also, it would make my day to hear from you. Will you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and write a short review? That helps more women find the show, learn, and be encouraged too. 
Lastly, if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support and encouragement you need on your journey to healthy and empowered living. You'll find all the links in the show notes. Until next time.